This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Here is the Provincial Finance Minister, Cameron Friesen. We're trying to send uh, important signals that we want to arrest the out-of-control growth of spending. This is about making sure that we can keep spending uh, in tandem with the growth of revenue sources. This is important. We believe that government has a responsibility to give coherent messages to Manitobans. Now I'm speaking like a teacher, but we do. We need to educate people to help them to understand we should be consistent, we should be open, we should tell people where we're going, and then we have the responsibility to hit the targets that we set out to hit. It's the first budget from this government, and uh, there are some minor tax uh, changes, but changes that send a strong signal to uh, those, especially seniors, who are counting on that uh, rebate system to offset increases in property school taxes. That's ending and being phased out, certainly for those uh, middle and upper income earners. That's being phased out by this government. Brian Pallister, the Premier, was asked earlier this morning whether they're looking at rejigging the entire system. Wouldn't commit to that. Uh, but you're also seeing the end of bracket creep. So this sets the seeds for budgets to come, but still spending increases on average by about 3%. Lauren Remillard is here from the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce. Kevin Rebeck is here. He's president of the Manitoba Federation of Labour. When we spoke briefly yesterday, um, mixed reaction to this budget in the sense that uh, you are saying, and I don't want to put too many words in your mouth. <laughs> but you're going <laughs> to. But you're, you're saying that this might set things up for um, contracting out of services, privatization, layoffs, programming cuts, where do you see in this document, or is it a matter of reputation that you're talking about at this point? Is there anything in this document that you can say, aha, this is where they're going? No, this, uh, I mean, it's hard to do a real comparison apples to apples. There's a lot of different departments now, so making that is hard. Uh, I think that I'm glad there have, haven't been any big signs of big cuts. There's some reductions in a few areas, reductions on you know, the the highways and roads front and some infrastructure areas that I worry about, you know, at, at this time in our economy, slowing that thing down and creating less job opportunity is troublesome. Um, I think on the minimum wage front, there's a big glaring gap. There's no talk of that. And while I, I appreciate and I'm fine with them doing some things on the tax side, that doesn't change uh, things significantly for low-income workers and losing their purchasing power is a pretty big hit. Why is minimum wage important? Minimum wage earners spend every penny they earn in the economy. And we always say, and business is with me on this, that the best path out of poverty is a good job. Well, the reality is for many minimum wage earners, a good job doesn't bring them out of poverty. A minimum wage job doesn't bring them out of poverty. And it should do that. It should meet that test and there should be steps to make that increase. Not keeping them up with inflation actually loses and drags them down even further. Learn Remillard. Well, I think just with respect to the minimum wage uh, for the Chamber of Commerce, our strategy isn't so much about let's tweak the minimum wage. It's about how do we get people into those higher paying jobs? What is our strategy to elevate people from poverty? Uh, minimum wage is is not the solution and continuing increases to minimum wage is not going to get us to where we need to go. Uh, in our Manitoba Bold document, we talked about experimentation with uh, MinCom and those kind of solutions. Um, minimum wage uh, is a great, uh, it should be as 
as it was for me, that entry point into the labor force. But to it's give not you the experience. for so many people. But so our strategy should be, how do we get those people out of those jobs and into the jobs that you can sustain and support your family long term? Are you seeing any of the seeds of some of those big picture ideas that you folks have put forward in the campaign in this document? Well, they're definitely, like we called the budget, a first step towards fiscal recovery. And uh, we do uh, applaud the finance minister for ultimately arresting that uh, escalation in the deficit. And we're, yes, you know, federal transfers were a big part of how we saw uh, the reduction uh, projected. Increases 7% from the federal government. 7.2%, absolutely. And, you know, the indexation, again, other things we called for the ending of the bracket creep. We would have liked to have seen a little bit more uh, announcement as to kind of the longer-term plan around the tax. I think right now is the perfect time for Manitoba to step back, especially as it relates to the 7% PST or 8% PST. Step back and saying we need to kind of clear the whiteboard of our tax system and rebuild it to one that's fair, comprehensive, and relevant to today. I think Pallister and his government are finding it's a big challenge to move from opposition into government and finding a way to make that balance You know, could there be some changes to taxes? Absolutely. But keep in mind when we're talking about balancing the big scheme of things, when you're reducing taxes, you're reducing government revenue too. So there is a balance to be struck there and finding that is a a challenge for any government. Eight years to balance the budget too long or is that just a political statement to give them enough time to be able to do do it and maybe come in at four or five years and say, hey, we did it early as opposed to trying to – to hem themselves into something short-term that they would have a tough time accomplishing without larger cuts. Well, time will definitely tell sure. as to whether it was a strategy or not. But uh, I think it's a we've, <laughs> we've never, even with the previous government, it was never about you needed to balance the books overnight. I think our, the difference between then and now is we, we see a government that actually acknowledges that spending uh, that was previous was unsustainable. And there are, they've really managed that growth. And as well, a, a firm sense of we actually do need to balance the books. We, what we saw with the previous government was a continuing um, lip service to the notion of balancing the books. So eight years, would we like it sooner? Yes. But at the end of the day, we want a strategy that's going to sustain Manitoba going forward. Here's why I think they'll be able to balance this thing before the end of the first term and even decrease the PST from eight to 7%. And it has to do with marijuana. And uh, I think what's going to happen, I spent a little bit of last week on my holiday in Denver. And downtown Denver, it smells like marijuana everywhere you go. And that smells like money to the Colorado state. And we're looking, all provinces are looking at what they're doing in the United States. Now, there's some problems in in dealing with um, organized crime setting up shop in Colorado because they have all the marijuana grow operations there based in Colorado. And then they send that stuff outside the state. But the amount of revenue that they're taking in is huge. And finance ministers, whether they agree with legalization or not, have dollar signs in their eyes. And you set it up here in Manitoba, maybe through liquor and lotteries, standalone shops, because Toronto and Vancouver are having the problems with the standalone shops. So you, you make it part of the liquor and lottery infrastructure. You make the marijuana shops stand on their own. 21, maybe 25, but probably 21, and you start taxing that stuff, and suddenly you're balancing the provincial budget. Agree or disagree? 
Well, the potential's certainly there. It's uh, when the federal government moves there. Of course it is. Moves of course there it is. They're the, not going to talk about rolls. it, but of course it is. I think uh, investing in Doritos sales is the real key here. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. we tax that a little more, that's then the, the you'll value chain. Just keep going. That wasn't in the bull document, though, was it? Um, actually, it was. Okay. Um, we... Absolutely, there's an opportunity there, but I don't think we as a province want to hinge our economic future on <laughs> on something that was uh, could potentially a few years back be... But you talk about growth revenues we do, and growth we do, taxes. But we'd like to see there are a number of sectors in our province, the creative industries, the the energy sector, go. those... <laughs> it's creative, <laughs> okay. it's the green economy, like, it's all kinds of things. So there, there are other <laughs> sectors, I think, that are really... Um, I think the, the issue you're really driving at is where is the growth? Where, where are we going to get the revenue? for the future? What are the sectors of our future? And yeah, marijuana is a, a part of, uh, you know, potential in Manitoba, but I think there's many other sectors that we want to hang our hat on. Any concern that they're reviewing some of the tax credits with the aim of maybe cutting tax credits? I look at the digital side and what's happening, the good stuff that's happening in the exchange right now, yeah. film and tax film. credits, they're all on the table at this point. Um now, I realize they have to go through that and see whether it is consistent with uh, with the strategies here. But, you know, in Saskatchewan, they got rid of those digital and the film tax credits and it just shut down the industry there. Is is there a sense here that, OK, review it, but in the end, you start cutting those tax credits and it's jobs, but it's also jobs that keep and foster young people to stay here in Manitoba. Is there a concern there, Lauren Remmel? Well, I would say that uh, generally, conceptually, that when you're doing tax credits and those kind of things, it's because your tax system isn't uh, competitive. So you're, you're trying to you know, patch holes to make up for the fact that it isn't competitive. So that's why we're saying rather than tweak, rather than you know, do these kind of niche tax decisions, we need to step back and saying, overall, what kind of tax system do we have? Is it competitive? And yeah, be strategic as it relates to key sectors of our economy. But overall, we'd rather have a, a comprehensive look at that as opposed to just, ah, this one brings in this much or costs us this much and let's just play around the margins. Yeah, our members are certainly concerned. The, the film tax credit has uh, drawn a lot of uh, work from Saskatchewan and other regions. It's kind of a growing industry here, and it's young people that are engaged and involved. It uh, brings tourism. It brings all kinds of ancillary benefits as well. So definitely a concern. You know, I think... Uh, Do we have gonna... to give that up to be part of the New West partnership, though? Is there consistency in, in trying to, to, to harmonize our tax policies in, in New West? Uh, that's my understanding, but I mean, those kind of conversations are ongoing, I imagine. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Kevin raised a good point. Like, this sector is critically important to our economy, and uh, we want to see it grow and flourish and uh, tax credits. And um, there's other measures we can do to make sure, besides just tax credits, how do we support the growth, education and training, uh, infrastructure, all those elements uh, absolutely critical to that sector as well. It's a great question, and it's frustrating that we don't have a quick answer for you. What what are the implications of joining the New West? And there's a lot of still vagueness to that, and uh, that's that's a little troublesome. All right, you leave us, and I like uh, a grade here. How would you grade this, uh, A through F, as far as the, the, the first budget, Lauren Remelin? Uh, I'd give it a B plus because, again, 28 days since the finance minister was sworn in. Most people... You're still trying to figure out your passwords to your computer uh, when you start a job like that. So given the challenges, uh, they set the stage like they needed to. I'll give them a C plus. I think they it's not too bad. There's no big cuts, but they could have done something for minimum wage earners. They could have done something on child care, and they should keep 
Now's not the time to put the brakes on highway investment. Kevin Rebeck, Manitoba Federation of Labor, Lauren Remillard, Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, joining us on 680 CJOB. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.